Nishma Sibah Wa Wa 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Welcome to a Friday Erev Shabbos. We get to spend all this time together. Baruch Hashem. 
JM the AM for a Friday on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayikra. Uh, once this program ends, Naomi Nachman has her a table for two. Brand new, I am told. Kudos to Naomi using Zoom to record a brand new show. I believe they're talking about the Pesach edition of Fleshik Magazine, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Avrami will correct me if I'm wrong. Once Naomi ends, you'll hear the Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Harry Rothenberg's video blog for Vayikra this week is unbelievable. Unbelievable. For those of you who, God forbid, may have given up hope in this situation, it's unbelievable. Uh, so that'll air, of course, uh, once the Erev Shabbos show ends. Erev Shabbos music mix brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem gets even longer now because we're on Daylight Savings Time. Um... So that'll be on, of course, uh, tomorrow night, Saturday Night Seagull with Avrami and Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler. Matis has a special guest Sunday morning. Uh, Chani uh, Messinger, an occupational therapist and life coach, is a meditation educator, and she'll share ideas and techniques to help us get through these unusual and difficult times. That's what we may need, by the way, a lot more meditation, <laughs> especially the parents, to get through all this. Uh, so that'll be Sunday morning. You'll hear that conversation. 7 till 9 a.m. Eastern time is when Matis is on. Uh, and by the way, keep in mind that now Israel, after all the back and forth, Mayor Weingarten explained it to us, uh, after all the back and forth, Israel is now on daylight saving time. There is again a seven-hour difference between us here in New York and the state of Israel. It's 1.30 p.m. in Israel. Candlelighting in Jerusalem is about uh, 6.15, which means when it's here in New York, 11.15 a.m., that's when they're going to be lighting candles in Jerusalem. So just get used to it. This is the new, uh, we don't want to lose touch with our friends and relatives in Jerusalem and in Israel. So now you know exactly how the uh, how the time works. Uh, they'll light candles in Jerusalem about 11.15, our time. And it is now a seven-hour difference until... Um, I guess when Israel, I guess sometime. Does Israel still change back uh, before Yom Kippur? I wonder. Let me check that out for a second. Israel started March 27th, which is today, right? This morning at 2 a.m. And they go to Sunday, October 25th. Wow, so they don't even have, not only don't they have Pesach on standard time, they don't have Yom Kippur on standard time anymore. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Learn something new every day. Um, anyway, so that's the story. Shlomo Katz, who was so brilliant with us yesterday, and I thank him. What an amazing Hallel service. Thank you, Shlomo. With Shema Koleinu, words that really resonate with everybody during this period of time. Shalom Aleichem from Eish, MBD, Harachah Achim Benefesh, done by Avremo, Avram Fried, Shlomo Katz, Harachah Oh, no, that wasn't Shlomo Katz. That was from Shlomo Kalbach. <laughs> Although Shlomo Katz might actually uh, appreciate the uh, that mistake. Um, yeah, that was Shlomo Kalbach. Eitan Katz had Oz Vahadar, brand new from Live in Jerusalem too. Olam Chesed Yibaneh. I don't know. I just feel like I got to start the show with a song like that today. There's, there is so much Chesed going on. So many people taking care of a lot of people in very bad situations. In, and and they, the caregivers, are in such terrible situations. The hospitals, the health workers, everybody who's uh, the doctors, nurses, everybody who's volunteering in this emergency around the world. It's unbelievable how so much of what's happening in one country is happening, you know, in a hundred other countries. 
it's really something. There's something to shut down the world like this. It's just so hard to believe. Uh, so Matt Dub had Olam Chesed Yibaneh. You got to watch Harry Rothenberg's video blog for Vayikra. I'm telling you, speaking about Olam Chesed, unbelievable, unbelievable chizuk. And Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Friday on this March 27th, day two in the month of Nisan. The year is 5780. Tough Shin Pei. Uh, Tarif Shabbos Parshas Vayikra. In New York, candle lighting will be 656. 656 will be candle lighting here. And then we'll all go to our respective uh, home synagogues for Mincha, Kabbalah, Shabbos, and Mariv as we get closer and closer to the holiday of Pesach. But 656 here, again, in Israel, or more accurately in Yerushalayim, it'll be 615 uh, Israel time, which uh, will be 1115 in the morning here, because now it's a seven-hour difference, and they are on daylight saving time. Did I make that point enough? I think so. 50 degrees, 81% humidity, Windsor West at 7 miles an hour. Morning showers and a high of 66, and tonight mostly clear, low 45. Tomorrow, some afternoon rain and a high temperature shop is 50 degrees. 70 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 50 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. Malcolm Holmline, just over an hour from now, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, will join us for the weekly update coming up. Um, yeah, GZ Settler says we no longer switch before Yom Kippur. Boy, that big advantage everybody had of having the Seder on standard time in Israel and having Yom Kippur on standard time in Israel neither exists anymore. It's funny. Um, as listener Silky asks, please keep in mind Moshe ben Chaya, Rifka bas Rachaleya. And the Silky, I will tell you that in my home tomorrow, when we say the Mishaberach together for those who are ill, boy, am I going to have that, them in mind. Moshe ben Chaya and Rivka bas Rachaleya. And the list is so long of people who are not well. Um, music Guy says, can you please play Vihisha Amdan Dayenu from your Achmiel Begun Miami Boys Choir? Off of Miami Experience Four, we'll try to do that. The um, uh, the show just ended. Mark Zamek just ended the Erev Shabbos show with uh, Avadim Hayinu from Miami. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, someone asked for. Wow, we have a lot of a uh, lot of interaction now on our app. Uh, listener Betty, good morning, Nachum. Hope you're safe in this most difficult time. Please play Avramel. Thank you always. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, thank God I'm safe. And Bliyayin Hara and uh, my family is taking my health and obviously their own health very, very seriously. I am essentially in two places. I am essentially in uh, my home, my apartment. And if I'm not in my apartment, I am the only human being allowed in my studio these days, which is really strange, really, really strange. <laughs> In fact, when my staff gets back, I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to get used to having people around. Uh, so I'm the only human allowed in my studio since this past Monday. And, um, you know, thank God, thank God. So far, so good. And please God, that should continue. Um, but yeah, everyone's taking health fair. Yeah, right. That, there's one exception because there's a as many of you know, I have to see the foot doctor on a regular basis because of my 
many, many decades long feet situation. So that is what that is the, the one trip I take every single week um, while he's open, which I hope continues. Um, but that's it. And, and there I'll wear a mask and, uh, you know, wash my hands when I leave here and get there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Trying very hard. Very, very hard. Um, uh, Love Yerushalayim says, Olam Chesed Yibaneh, great song. He's right. Um, what else do we have here? Can you play some Shlomo Simcha Shachris or Yisrael Bulliger Kalbach? That's a good idea. We'll see if we could do that. Benny wants to know if Love Yerushalayim lives in Tel Aviv. Uh, wants to know why he loves that particular song as opposed to Jerusalem Stone by Eighth Day. Hmm. Uh, great Avram will pick from the Israel album. Thanks, Nachum. Nachum is possible to play some Eighth Day. We'll try to get to some Eighth Day. Told you about Music Guy. Uh, also add to the list for Mishaberachs. Um, also add to the list of Mishaberachs. Our friend Ellie, Aaron Eliyahu Ben Lea. Our friend Ellie needs a Mishaberach and needs a Rafur Shlema, as do so many. Aaron Eliyahu Ben Lea. Aaron Eliyahu Ben Lea. And I thank you very, very much for that. Well, someone requests Eighth Day. Let's go with some of the recent Eighth Day. Why not? Uh, 22 minutes before 7 o'clock. Again, um, Malcolm Homeline coming up an hour from now with the weekly update. I assume mostly about coronavirus and about the situation in Israeli politics. Those seem to be the only two topics in the top two uh, of interest in the Jewish world. And uh, I'm not sure the politics one is even a close a close second <laughs> to uh, to the um, to the one about coronavirus, but we'll see. Rabbi Yudin coming up at eight fifteen. We'll also check in with our friends from Ohel. You can imagine, you can only imagine what an organization like Ohel is going through now, trying to service everybody who is in need, and no doubt spreading themselves very very thin with their services and with their volunteers. So we'll speak with uh, some of the representatives of OHEL coming up in the 8 o'clock hour as well. It's all happening on a Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Keep it here, everybody, at JM in the AM. Stand with you. Stand with me. Have you ever known pain? It cuts like a knife through your heart. Have you ever known shame? It makes you hide out in the dark And I wanna know why life can be rough We all are enough Show me it's possible to never give up Never ever give up, no, never ever give up Let's stand together, you and I As one or better Fire and ice both in our souls We're all unique Always hold just a piece of the puzzle In his great scheme Now I understand why 
Life is so good My dreams understood And everything happens Just the way it should Just the way it should Yeah, just the way it should Let's stand together, you and I As one or better, just give it a try Fire and ice both in our souls We're all unique, always hold Just a piece of the puzzle in his great scheme I'll stand with you
ידי דוד, משיח צדקך. על ידי דוד, משיח צדקך.
JM and the AM with the Yeshiva Boys. And the curry bone. Mimkomcha done by Sandy Shmueli. You heard the rabbi's sons with La Yehudim Hayusa Ora Vesimcha Vesasson Viakar. Micha Gammerman with Kesher Shokayama. We all belong. That's eighth day. Shlomo Katz had Shmakalainu in there. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos on this uh, 27th of March and 2nd of Nisan. Seder night a week from Wednesday. Tariff Shabbos Parshas Vayikra, candle lighting time at 6.56. 6.56 is your candle lighting time. Seven hour difference now between us and the state of Israel, us meaning New York and the state of Israel. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web and NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. You can go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Love Yerushalayim says, to answer the question, we, love in, we live in Yerushalayim close to the old city. Wow, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and I thank you for thanking us for this platform. A lot of people giving us tremendous encouragement these times during uh, during these times just keep on going and keep on doing what we do all day long and keep on gathering together with thousands and thousands around the world every single weekday morning and i thank you very much for that malcolm honline executive vice chairman of the conference of presidents of major american jewish organizations coming up 7:40 eastern time here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Special message for Seth Levitt. Hot dog night went well in the Siegel home. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Hot dog, sausages, deli, they are the world's best. Try A&H. Today, Galitzal Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to Jamin. Galitzal Shashtime, Zoraim Tovim, Kangoni Kohen, Imashakoreachav. A Memshalai Shra Hakalot, Limka Blade, May of Talab, Ikvot Mashbera Corona, Bimisgereta Atakanot, Kutzrat, Kufan, Idreshet Lekabalad, May of Talala, Hatsish, Nata Voda, Vehenuklat Larich, Matan, May of Tala, Adsof Hodesh April, Odoshuma, and Akim of Vorbne, Shishim Vasheva Vamala, Shavodatam Hufseka, Adalpaim Shkalim of עבור חודש מרס ועד ארבעת אלפים שקלים עבור אפריל. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי הנאווי מוסר כי הביטוח הלאומי החליט להעניק מקדמה של עד אלפיים שקלים גם למי שטרם הסתיימה הבדיקה של תביעתו לפני חג הפסח. ולפני שעה קלה החל ראש הממשלה נתניהו בשורת דיונים נפרדים בנושא הצטיידות, הערכות ובחינת החמרת הגבלות התנועה וכן דיון כלכלי בעניין התוכנית המקיפה לסיוע למשק. כמו כן, הדיונים יעסקו בהידוק ההסגר לאזרחי המדינה. מניין המתים ממגיף הקורונה בישראל עלה לעשרה. גבר בן 93 נפטר הלילה במרכז הרפואי סורוקה, ואישה בת 76 נפטרה מוקדם יותר היום בבית החולים בילינסון. שניהם סבלו ממחלות רקע קשות ומורכבות. ביממה החולפת נפטרו חמישה חולים שנמצאו חיוביים לנגיף. כמו כן, מספר הנדבקים עומד כעת על 3,035 בני אדם, בהם 49 במצב קשה. מספר החולים המונשמים עומד על 37. 
ברשות הפלסטינית עלה היום עניין החולים בקורונה ל-91 בני אדם, זאת עם גילוי שבעה מקרי דבקות חדשים. מבין השבעה, חמישה מהם תושבים בכפר בידו ממערב לירושלים, שבו התגלתה התפרצות קורונה בשבוע האחרון. שני מקרים נוספים נרשמו בבית לחם, אצל גבר ואימו שעבדו בהתנחלויות. כתבנו לענייני ערבים ג'קי חוגי מוסר כי ראש הממשלה הפלסטיני, מוחמד אשתייה, הכין את הציבור להחמרה בשיעורי ההידבקות, ואמר כי הימים הקרובים יהיו קשים מאלה שחלפו. הרמטכ"ל רב אלוף אביב כוכבי הגיב על זריקת בקבוקי התבערה הלילה בשומרון לעבר כוחות צה"ל ואמר זה אירוע טרור חמור ביותר המבטא פגיעה באושיות המדינה וחתירה תחת מוסדותיה. כתבתנו מוריה אסרה וולברג מזכירה כי אמש סמוך לשעה 11 מספר צעירים יהודים מאזור יצהר השליכו בקבוקי תבערה לעבר רכב של משמר הגבול בו שהו מספר לוחמים. אין נפגעים באירוע. מזג האוויר בשעות הבוקר עדיין היה גשם מקומי, במהלך היום הטמפרטורות תהיינה ללא שינוי ניכר. אלה החדשות. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Friday morning, era of Shabbos. Want to uh, thank those who are commenting on the app. A lot of activity on our app this morning. Go to the NSN, Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Uh, before the Mimkomcha by Gershon Veroba, that was the Lechado D. Medley done by Yisrael Williger off of the rest of Kalbach Shabbos. That fulfills our Kalbach slash Williger request. Listener ZBIS47 says, sitting in my garden in Jerusalem with you, not feeling alone. Thank you. That's why we're here. It's one of the reasons I'm making an effort to keep everything going here. Um, a lot of people experiencing loneliness, and we have the ability and have proven that we can help in that situation. Thank God. J.M. in the A.M. at 18 minutes after the hour. Malcolm Holmline is going to join us coming up. He'll be uh, discussing the news of the day with me and what we call the weekly update. That's happening coming up at uh, 7.40 Eastern time here at J.M. in the A.M. Seven-hour difference between us in New York and Israel. 
Candle lighting here, 656. In Israel, they're going to light candles about 615, which is 1115 a.m. our time. Um, Artscroll.com is the site you want to go to for the brand-new book about Rebetzin Youngreis, for the brand-new Haggadah Barabbai Krohn at the Magid Seder. I've read both. They're both amazing, frankly. Uh, go to artscroll.com, enjoy a 15% discount and free shipping when you uh, use promo code radio. 15% discount and free shipping when you use promo code radio. And as Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowicz told us earlier in the week, anybody who uses uh, artscroll.com until Pesach is uh, going to get free shipping now, a courtesy that they are providing, which is pretty remarkable, frankly. And uh, they should be commended for that. So keep supporting Artscroll and keep supporting their great work. Buy their books, contribute to the Masora Heritage Foundation, and I'll let them continue to um, provide so much service to the Jewish world. The fact that they're giving away free downloads of Masechtas, free access to everything on their app for a month, which is insane. I mean, if you saw what's on their app and how much they have to offer, it is just crazy. So go to artscroll.com and... Uh, Become a shopper, a customer, and supporter. Um, Mordechai Shapiro is next. You're listening to a Friday morning Erev Shabbos edition of JM in the AM. And uh, Rabbi Yudin with words about Parshas Vayikra coming up at 8.15 Eastern Time. Keep it here at JM in the AM.
joj sakojde Nedor pehovoj Oh, 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 oh. 
JM in the AM. Eight time cats with Valir Yerushalayim. Someone just sent me a photo of uh, Yerushalayim uh, this morning. Boy, oh boy. You think Lower Manhattan is deserted? The streets of Yerushalayim are, at least uh, uh, from that photo, just desolate. Uh, which is the way it should be. We're doing what we're supposed to do. Vahisha Amda Ben Sion Shenker, Keladon from Ben Sion Shenker. Yishai Rebo Zadon Alam. You heard Mordechai Shapiro with Visitain on a Friday morning Erev Shabbos at JM in the AM. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayikra, candle lighting at 656. Seven hour difference now between us in the Eastern time zone and the state of Israel. Seven hours. Um. They are now on daylight saving time. So candle lighting in Yerushalayim will be 6.15. That's 11.15 a.m. here. I say that because obviously people are very, very conscious about being in touch with friends and relatives in Israel now. And uh, you should realize when Shabbos starts on the other side of the world. Um, I want to thank our friends at JewishWorldReview.com. This is a good time to remind everybody that they are one of the most amazing sources of articles about Israel and the Jewish world. And... Um, if you want to print out hundreds of articles before Shabbos so that you could read up on things that are happening, it's a good resource to do so. And there's a lot of reading going on these days, especially on Shabbos. Um, go to jewishworldview.com and enjoy. Malcolm Honline is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us Fridays for the weekly update here at JM in the AM. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. I hope everybody is well and that you are and people should stay well and not get tired and yancy about the restrictions, but more important and more important than ever. Uh, well, I, I agree with you and we hope that people are able to cope with the situation and, and do so with as big of a smile on their faces as possible. For a lot of families, it's really tough, as you know, um, especially with uh, children around who, you know, need stimulation and entertainment. Uh, but people are... Uh, are making it through. I think I think many people are finding that they have resilience that they didn't know they had before. And if there's a good takeaway from all of this, that might be one of them, right? I think absolutely, and people see that you can overcome, and those who say this is the worst time ever, just ask anybody who was in Europe in the 1930s or 1940s. Or, I mean, there's so many times that we've had that were difficult here, but thank God we, people can get food. People, there are services, there are things that are, are being done. If people are careful and people take the necessary precautions, that we can get past this. And you know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not a train coming at us. It is a solution that ultimately even just the very nature of this without uh, some sort of an inoculation will be that will start to dry up and we get to hot weather. So it's a long stretch. I find that I haven't got enough time in the day to do all the things that I want to do here at my home and things that I put off for all the years. Doesn't it go by quickly? Like, you, you turn around, it's evening already. I'm, and I'm exhausted, and I, I don't even know. And I, I find myself on the phone all the time with conference calls, and people take advantage, and, and nobody can say, to cut it short, that they have to run because everybody knows they have no place to go. So you got to stay on the phone. But, but no, no, also the time it takes to read all the creative, humorous, and some serious messages that are, are coming out, I just have to say that uh, if, if I hope that this level of creativity will continue and be applied uh, after this to 
constructive efforts on behalf of the community. And it's interesting, you're a serious news guy, and, and even you yourself appreciate the humor that's going around throughout this whole situation. Oh, it's very clever, some of it, and so, so creative. I just don't know how people have time or <laughs> how they do it. How they think of it, huh? <laughs> Where it comes from. Um uh, all right. Uh, there is, uh, and by the way, one thing you just mentioned in terms of the availability of food. Thank God that should continue. Uh, availability of medication to whatever degree, and and if there is in fact you know medications that can be helpful, etc. Think of all the countries that don't have a situation like that. Think of all the countries that you know are not going to be able to provide for their poor, are not going to be able to provide for their citizens if this thing continues the way it is. So we are very very lucky, and I think those in Israel you'd agree also to a great degree, are very, very lucky. And the, the leadership in the two countries, I think, relative to other countries on the globe, are handling this very well. Would you give them good marks on that, both Israel and the United States? I would. I think uh, there's been leadership demonstrated on local level, uh, state level certainly, on national levels uh, in these different countries. That um, And there are other places where they were not on top of it, and, right. and some still are hesitant. There are countries that made a decision not to put restrictions that people just get it. I, I think it's a big mistake, and it's going to force um, you know the limitations on travel and everything to continue. But as much as that's an inconvenience, people should realize that that's a life-saving measure. I assume you've heard already that the Prime Minister of the UK has it. I've heard that, and uh, yeah, that's all over the place already. And that—that's you know—it becomes you know people always talk about high profile, but it's a reality. When a high profile person has it, it's it, it gets even more scary. Like, oh my gosh, even they could have it, you know? And maybe that will scare some of the people who think that it's not going to touch them, and that um, who, who are misleading others into doing things that that can be potentially very dangerous. Just look at the hospitals, look at the obituary notices, look at the disproportion in England. Jews are 5% of the victims, but one-third of, of a percent of the population. Right. Wow. So it's disproportionate in our communities. It's true here. And, um, uh, you know, this has become the occasion for a lot of anti-Semitic man- manipulation. Uh, people don't get to see what uh, we get in the aggregate of all the reports around the country of the efforts to to exploit this, to spread messages, even threats to, you know, spray police and Jews and others uh, with uh, the virus. Um, I saw that the Iranians, remember who the guy used to do the annual Holocaust cartoon thing that I reported on yeah, of course. years ago here? Sure. So he is a new one on the uh, a contest that they just launched on the virus. And you can be sure that this is going to be a vehicle for a lot of vicious anti-American, anti-Israel, anti-Jewish uh, venom. And the the um, uh, you know it's so much in evidence, and they, and they exploit any vulnerability or image or something that that displays indifference or uh, on the part of the mem- very select members of our community or others. And this is it's something everybody has to think of the achrayis they have. When uh, in, in this, not just for themselves, it's not just a personal decision. It has much broader ramifications, and the the, the hospitals are, are stretched. The limitation of services is not something that you can take lightly. And as you said, a prime minister gets it; uh, others get it. Oh, and Prince Charles, right? Prince Charles also. Prince Charles had it. Yes, it doesn't distinguish, and it um, and announce a prevention in this case can be very important. And now, I mean, if you, anybody on social media is seeing, 
Uh, they are linking this to permanent lung damage if someone gets it, and I'm talking about permanent, mm-hmm. you know, someone who recovers from it, possibly permanent heart damage. I mean, God knows how it, how insane this virus is, and uh, with the millions of viruses, because of course I'm watching all these specials now, millions of viruses out there, so few of them ever get transmitted from animal to human, and this one of course did, and Bidera uh, Hateva, as we say, uh, God is doing what he felt necessary now to the entire world. And literally, the globe is shut down. I don't know if there's a comparison to any other period of time. The globe is shut down at this point. There's Everyone is completely secluded. The The images from around the world are scary. And anybody, look, I will, everyone knows, I told them, I discussed this with my listeners this morning because, I mean, they're concerned and I appreciate it. I'm shuttling, you know, across the street, and that's it. I'm in my apartment, and I'm the only human being allowed in this studio. And by the way, people are concerned about you as well. Can I? Can we reassure everybody that you're not moving at this point? I, I'm chained to my house. Good. My kids don't let me out. And... One, of, one of my friends said to me that his wife put one of those uh, ankle bracelets on yeah, him. Exactly. <laughs> so and they have monitors, and we have alarms that go off if, uh, <laughs> if I wander around. Spe- yeah. I, did, I did adventure out onto my porch and then quickly back, but I, I needed to get some fresh air. I thought people were but saving. We, you know, people I, I, should use second. it as an opportunity to learn to daven, to daven real kavan, even if it's yichidus, even if it's you're davening alone without a minion. You take advantage of this. This is a chance to do things that, that you know, normally would be running around. So it can be turned into a positive to spend people spending time with their kids, learning with their kids. I mean, I see a lot of positive uh, interactions, and hopefully that will also have a long-lasting impact, that people will look at what it means to be part of a community differently, what it means to be isolated from your neighbors and things you take for granted every day. I totally agree with you. I totally, I've totally. i told my Sephardic friends, you're not going to believe this, but I said Pesukah de Zimra as slowly as you do this past Shabbos. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, there's some beautiful Pesukim, yeah. which, which, by the way, apply to the situation that we're in right now. If you go through it slowly, got nowhere to go, everybody, nowhere to go. May as well spend some time on it. Uh, by the way, on the porch thing, you know, you you were supposed to save the porch visit for your Cholamoid trip. So I don't know why. Right. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. <laughs> no, that's the backyard. <laughs> ah, okay. You, you have options. Thank God. I'm glad to hear that. Little ones, but yes. Uh, all right. We'll start. I guess we'll get back uh, if there are other issues with Corona. But obviously, the topic of the day is the Israeli government and the future Israeli government. I I, I honestly cannot because I just don't get it. Can you explain the sequence of events this week? Uh, yes, although they are very surprising and even, even more confusing that the, um, and I think Netanyahu knows who haven't seen his speech in Hebrew, there is an English translation from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs site. He gave a most remarkable address where he, he talks about Ezra uh, Hashem repeatedly, he talks about Chodesh Nisan, and, uh, but more importantly, a message to the people it was really a, a remarkable address. That's the one where he said, and I posted this in Hebrew, where he said, Nishar Babatim, Nishar Bachayim. Right. Which was right, one of his great quotes from that speech. So the. What happened was that the blue and white was headed towards disintegration. And it has happened so many times before with Dash and all these new parties that come up, usually in response to a particular circumstance or some split, personal splits. And here, um, Gans all along, I think, wanted to join because all of them fear going to another election. 
And another election, I think this time would have been devastating for them and maybe for Lieberman, maybe for others. Lieberman announcing that he would support both sides, and then both sides agreed to keep him out. Um, and the the um, the blue and white divided with 15 members going with Gantz into the government and 18 going under the leadership of Yalom and Lapid, who refused to join the unity government, uh, and they will be leading the opposition because the Arab party would have been the leaders of the opposition, but they're 15. So this way, with 18 members, the blue and white um, remnant group will will uh, be the opposition leaders. Mm-hmm. Right now, Gantz was elected with the Likud votes, but not the votes of his breakaway blue and white, as the Speaker of the Knesset for the interim period, it is likely that Yudhuli Edelstein will get it back again, and uh, he will become, Gantz will become Foreign Minister and Ashkenazi Defense Minister, or the reverse. They will get a bunch of other ministries, justice, etc. Uh, people like Bennett will go back to education. Uh, we don't know, I don't know all the assignments yet, but uh, I think Katz will be finance, um, and of course the Prime Minister will rotate uh, over an 18-month period. Uh, he will be prime minister for 18 months, and then the blue and white will have it for 18 months. I think it could be a very stable government, and the fact is that on ideological grounds, the, there weren't vast differences between uh, Gantz and Netanyahu, and with many members of blue and white, some of whom used to work for Netanyahu. So I think uh, it wasn't hard on those grounds to, to reach an accord. Uh, you know, there were personal animosities, etc., but I think Gantz read it right, and I think Netanyahu read it right, and know that right now the people of Israel need stability to face the uh, crisis of the, of, the ta- of the moment, the virus, but also the long-term challenges which continue. People aren't focused. I mean, we continue to monitor what goes on everywhere in the region, out of the region, and the, the challenges remain very great. The, the, the situation in Gaza, the situation in Lebanon didn't, didn't disappear. And you saw a rocket was fired uh, from Syria yesterday and taken down by the uh, IAF. Uh, but the, the challenges continue, so this is really important. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. In general, do you think that, I mean, I don't know if the Syrian episode, you know, was corona-related, meaning they knew that, you know, Israel was on its heels because of the situation and therefore took advantage, but do you think that there are terrorist groups right now who are thinking of ways to take advantage, that people are focused on a very serious something else at this point well iran always looks for diversions they themselves iran as you know is probably the second worst after china in terms of numbers uh, and the numbers that we get there are wholly incomplete uh, people have told me many thousands have died there uh, and the government admits to close to three thousand but it, it's in fact uh, much more and the economic conditions there are, are very bad. And this is the failure of the government to act and to close some of the religious places and others. They had a large number of Chinese Muslims that they brought, people they're converting to to train them in their brand of Shia. And um, there were no restrictions also because they are part of the One Belt, One Road uh, program, uh, as is, uh, I think, Venezuela and others, where the numbers are high, brought many 
tens of thousands of Chinese workers in with no restrictions. They did. They acted very late. They don't have the facilities to to restrict. They blame the United States for the failure because they say that we can't get medicine because of sanctions. It's a lie. The U.S. sanctions don't affect medicine, doesn't affect food, doesn't affect any of these things. And they just threw out the doctors without borders, without letting them even set up the hospital, they said. And they said, Khamenei said he won't take American drugs because they've studied the Iranians, they know our vulnerabilities, and these drugs are meant to exploit and to kill and do all sorts of things. And the... um, uh, so the situation there is the terrain. We don't know if they will seek some sort of uh, an alternative. We see in Gaza that there's a limited number of cases, mostly brought by two guys who came back from Pakistan, affected some border guards. But for Gaza, they are very strict because it will spread like wildfire there. They had an imam who, who said you should pray for the virus and, um, you know, that attack people, their enemies. But, the, but right now, cooperation, especially between the PA and Israel on this, is very good. Israel's provided them with some masks and with um, the testing kits and stuff. But, you know, it's in Israel's interest to contain it, and certainly they, on humanitarian grounds, they have been providing guidance and assistance. There was an outbreak in Bethlehem that was um, sealed off. Uh, there are other areas where they have uh, uh, hotspots of the um, uh, of the virus, uh, but it is uh, they're working together to contain it. There is a joint hot room, uh, uh, joint war room effort between the two, the PA and Israeli security, to try and prevent people from crossing and prevent. Uh, but you know how many workers come into Israel and how many people. Yeah. So it's in Israel's interest to make sure that um, whatever can be done to limit the spread and limit the, the, the transit between the two. And if they don't come in now, they certainly have over the last couple of weeks. Um, so you know we have a connection, obviously, uh, you know, friends who have Ira- who are from uh, Iranian descent, and they have relatives still there, and the relatives claim that there are people who, if they show up with uh, with symptoms, and certainly serious symptoms, that they could be shot dead. Have you heard reports like that from Iran? I've not heard that they're shooting people. Uh, I do know that they're neglecting people and that people are not being uh, treated. And we know from satellite pictures that they prepared some mass graves um, and don't have the capacity for, for uh, treating them and for uh, handling the, the cases that they have. And that's why you also have uh, such a large uh, number of deaths. You know, Iran spent $16 billion over the last six years on terrorism. Billion. Sixteen billion dollars. They wow. stole a billion euros that was intended for medical supplies, and uh, and continued to hoard the masks, the gloves, and other things for themselves and and for sale on the black market. They, you know, we just got the report that uh, Levinson, um, the former FBI agent who's been missing, he was arrested in March of 2007, and last seen I think 2010 in a prison uniform in the. Iranians kept denying they knew where he was. American government intervened, tried to get him. They um, didn't let, uh, denied and did, said they didn't know where he was. And, of course, now they, they acknowledge he was dead, and Americans believe that he died before this outbreak right. and sometime earlier. Uh, and we expend, we extend our condolences to the families. And that's the a, that's a situation time, you know, that you've been was, very aware of for the last decade, right? You've been... Yeah, so we've been talking about yeah. it. We intervened, but right. we've got to get nowhere. And, uh, you know, in, in two cases, in Germany and in, in, in Denmark, um, 
We have cases of Iranian spies being arrested and for carrying out threats within those countries and posing great dangers. So Iran is not diminishing its actions, its uh, foreign actions, and, you know, still trying to get this sophisticated weapons. And that's one of the concerns is that Iran will move ahead on its nuclear program as well as the, um, the precision guidance systems to, to Lebanon uh, under the cover of the, the the virus and saying, you know, people's attention is uh, is not on it. So, the, the you know, and they continue at the same time to spew the anti-Israel, anti-Jewish, anti-American hatred on the Internet, and even the Palestinians still continue to spread some blood libels. Unbelievable. Uh, Malcolm Holmline with us, Executive Vice Chairman, Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Let's go back now uh, to the topic of the day. So, so you have to explain a couple of these steps that took place. Originally, why was, why was Edelstein out as Speaker? Did he resign? Was he forced out? What was that about? Well, he was forced out, and and he did ultimately resign. And that was a fight over control of Knesset where the Supreme Court intervened and ordered that he allow, first of all, the Knesset to be convened, the Arrangements Committee, which is the most important committee, uh, to be convened. And they had the right to call for the, the Arrangements Committee. The very powerful people don't know about it, but they would call for to convene and to there were two things, two objectives. One was to remove him and put in somebody from blue and white because they said they had 61 seats, therefore they have the majority uh, and should have picked the speaker. Right. And second, to pass a bill that would say that somebody who's under indictment can't run for prime minister. Right. Whether it could be retroactive or not was not clear. So they were pressing to get the arrangements committee, get the Knesset open. He said, with the virus and everything, he just put it off till, till this week. Then he said he wasn't going to open it until there was clear while there were negotiations for unity government, because this would undermine it. Uh, ultimately, the Supreme Court intervened and essentially told him that he had to do it. He said he could not uh, operate under this kind of manipulation and therefore resigned um, to some criticism, but it looks like he will get the position back now. And, and why did Gantz become the temporary one? That was just part of this whole deal? That's part of the deal now, is that so that it's it's still blue and, a blue and white guy, but right. it's part of a representative unity government. He was elected with the Likud votes. And what uh, what's the number now? You may have said it before. What's the total number now and what will be the unity government? It's more than 61, right? It's over 70. Over 70. Uh, Malcolm, there are people who are saying that Gantz fell for another uh, genius BB political trick. Is that? Could you explain what that trick was, if in fact that's true? Uh, look, people have credited BB with um, being a brilliant uh, manipulator of the situation or somebody who really masters it. Uh, I think he's demonstrated leadership during the Corona affair, and people appreciated it. And I think they recognize that if they went to election. First of all, he can't hold an election because he can't vote, right. uh, and that Netanyahu would probably do much better. Second, by its very nature, these parties often become conglomerations of people who ultimately don't agree and don't get along. And I think that Lapid, for instance, was considered a naysayer to every proposal. Uh, I think Gantz would have agreed to a unity government earlier, and the only outcome, as with so many parties, when Sharon started, ultimately, when they, they lose their that uh, purpose, it wasn't an ideological or a political goal, it was, uh, it, it was a political one that they ultimately dissolved. And I think Gantz was reading it right and said, this is an opportunity for a unity government. He becomes prime minister in 18 months. Meantime, they will be 
uh, playing a, a very influential role and, uh, did and B- splitting. Did, did BB manipulate all this? You're not re- willing to get to that point to say that? I don't think it's manipulation. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering that, why that people was, are saying that. I think that. it was a you know reading of the tea leaves about what what the prospects yeah. were for the future. You know, if he really if he really wanted white. to if he really wanted to manipulate things, he'd be prime minister for the entire term. He would have figured out a way to stay in office for the entire time. I'm 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 confused what the uh, what the manipulation would be that people are accusing him of. Now, once these 18 months end, do you suspect that he that that will be his last days ever as prime minister, or yes. could, uh, he will not run again 18 months later? When I don't think so. I look, it'll be seventy-three. I yeah, think he will. So this will be his swan song. This is his swan song. But he goes down with dignity, even though he'll be on trial likely right. during this time. Right. But you know, he 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 you know he as that song he did it my way. Right. Well, he did it his way, and and everybody I think acknowledges that he he did, and and I think right now, even the opposition agrees that you need stability. The truth is that. The opposition is very limited. When you take the two parties together, the blue and white and, and Netanyahu, uh, together they represented 70. And they could say that they are mainstream. The, the extreme left is very weak. Uh, Labor uh, left and broke out of the alliance with merits. So you have fringes on the side, and here you have the religious party. So you have a huge coalition that could be a stable government. And Israel needs stability. The average government lasts two and a half years. They need a government that will last, that will fight the virus, that will bring back the economic conditions, yeah. that will look at the military threats, that uh, the security threats that Israel faces to bring back tourism. This will take a huge amount of time, huge effort, and, of course, a lot of money. Everybody, from the, from the leaders of countries to regular common folk, are looking at that calendar and just wondering how long this is going to last. When I see the predictions of 18 months, that really makes me shudder, frankly. And... Uh, Everyone's hoping. First, everyone's, of course, in our community hoping, you know, after Pesach things ease up. And then there are other benchmarks as we continue to get closer to the summer and, the, and believe it or not, the new year in September. And, uh, and obviously the greatest fear is the fear of the unknown at this point. We just have mm-hmm. no idea whatsoever. Um, so, uh, so he's now prime minister. I, I guess that is the best move that could have happened for him legacy-wise. He had to assume that position one more time. Otherwise, it would be he went down in a uh, in a flurry of, of indictments, right? Basically, that's how, how history would have treated it. I think he sees it that way, too. Yeah. And he has things to accomplish. And if he you know can show that he works together well with them, um, it will be a positive outcome. And it can help also assure that there will be the proper leadership to follow him. Yeah. Uh, a lot of innovative things are going on, and obviously Israel, as we know, as you told us last week, continues to work on the vaccine, etc. Anything new over the last week of note uh, from Israel in terms of supply manufacturing or, you know, uh, medical manufacturing that, uh, or, or this effort to simply, simply, this effort to create a vaccine and the effort to, uh, uh, to ship those uh, possible, med- you know, the medications that possibly could help in this case. Those are essentially the priorities at this point. Uh, yesterday, six million pills arrived, sent by Teva, free of charge. Wow. And they're being distributed, especially here in New York, and also in other parts of the country. Wow. Um, to, this is the, it isn't proven, and it's not a panacea. Uh, and there are some, you know, there are all sorts of debates about this, but in there are cases where it really worked, and there are people who swear, doctors who swear by it, and they donated this. I think it's, it's again, not the kind of thing that gets the attention 
that it should. But I know that there are Israeli firms working on this, as there are American firms desperately looking for all sorts of different... Uh, uh, but the antibodies in people who have overcome it, uh, the people looking at the various uh, drugs that were uh, used for other things. I think Teva has 2,500 drugs, and they're now going through one by one to see if any of them have application here. So, the, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, but so far, there's really no simple solution. Um, do you sometimes cringe at the president's press conferences? Sometimes thinking he may be overstating things or underestimating the danger that's out there. I think that well, I think he's trying to give hope or, and trying to to not uh, spook the markets more than they have been, right. and to give some indication that you know that there will be an end to this. Um, of course, you got to always be factual. You, know, you cannot mislead people because then you have no credibility when there are really important messages to get out. But look at his popularity ratings at 60% plus. He, people appreciate the leadership that he's given. Um, and, you know, again, everybody can be a critic. And maybe they were late. Maybe they were didn't pay attention to some of the early warnings. I don't know. It's just, you, you can't base it just upon reports that come out during the heat of the battle, you got to see afterwards what what really uh, happened. Uh, but there clearly is an all-out effort, and the, this two trillion dollar package, which I hope will alleviate some of the suffering for for people. Um, but he he seems to have touched uh, a good part of the American people with his messages. Are you still hearing from communities around the world? Last week, you told us about Spain and Italy and what Jewish leadership is trying so desperately to to do and to deal with all the deaths, etc. Have you heard from people this week? I did, and many more places. Um, we've been getting some now in South America. Um, uh. and uh, But but uh, Europe, England now, of course, has become worse, much worse. Uh, France is, is very bad. And if you look, a lot of leading rabbis and others have been dying here as well. Yep. Older and, people, certainly, right? And, but but it's not just older people, and this is something we've got to get across. People who are in their 30s and 40s think they're, they're immune to this. It's not true. I get calls from all sorts of places asking, can we get medicines, medicines, and they've got people they're talking about are 32, 44, 50, uh, even some younger than that. But So nobody is immune to it. They shouldn't think that this is something that, that only attacks uh, older people. Um, the one death in Borough Park was a guy who was super healthy and just suddenly turned around and, and died. And, the, and you have Russia Yeshiva, you have others. I mean, and normal people playing people would just, um, and I don't blame them because we don't know the circumstances, but nobody should think that they're immune or protected from from the impact. Uh, um, finally, Russian warships in the English Channel close to the United Kingdom, what's that all about? We don't know yet whether this is show force, but Russia, which is under tremendous pressure, you know, and, and he often looks, looks for diversions. Um, you know, they're having problems in Syria, and there's clashes between the Russians and the Turks, uh, in in Syria and Turkey, threatening to invade, threatening to escalate. Um, the virus is in Russia. It's it's somewhat contained. At least the reporting of it is contained. So we don't know really there the real numbers. Uh, but the economic conditions, because it, it is Russia that is the largest exporter, 
And we don't know whether this is some sort of a concoction to destroy the American oil industry and then them roar back, but we know the immediate impact, and that is that, that the economy of Russia is in really deep straits, and the um, uh, existence of the virus around the country, and then you don't have, outside of big cities, good medical uh, uh, treatment. So... Um, we don't know what uh, what kind of a show of force or some symbolic message uh, comes with these things, but um, you know these are only preliminary reports. We'd be surprised, at, meaning as Americans who have a certain impression of Russia, how weak their medical system is. Right? It's not yes. it's not nearly as good as we uh, as we would conjecture for a large and powerful country that they are. Well, I think for Moscow, I think certainly the private systems are probably good and for for those who can afford it. But for the masses, it is still very poor, and uh, the whole economic infrastructure, they are doing relatively well. I've spoken to people in Moscow, um, and they, of course, have it, and people are, are operating under restrictions, but nothing like here. Yeah. Um, but yes, you, people in much of the country don't get the services, and, and this food distribution is very weak in um even if there might be a lot in one place, it doesn't get necessarily get around to others. Um, and they are, and they have plenty of areas that are de- as densely populated as some of our areas. Right? Everyone thinks, you know, Russia's this vast land with you know, <laughs> with miles and miles between families, but uh, but there's plenty of dense, po- d- densely populated areas there. Of course. Uh, final word of inspiration. Here's what I've been saying, Malcolm. You ready for this? Yep. Uh, why are we doing all this? Why are we going through the loneliness of this upcoming holiday of Pesach? Everyone's going to be lonely this Pesach. Either people will literally be alone, or those of us who you know we're expecting certain family members, friends, guests, you know, will feel a tinge of loneliness. They're not going to be there, and of course, those who prepare Pesach Starim for hundreds of people, which so many do. Um, we spoke to Rabbi Kanelsky about that the other day. Uh, will certainly feel a tinge of loneliness, if not more than that. Uh, during this holiday. And why are we doing all this? We're doing this so that next Pesach, we could have the exact opposite Yontif, that we could have everybody we want at our Seder table, that we want uh, to invite, and relatives we want to be with, children and grandchildren and siblings and grandparents, etc., etc. And Malcolm, we might have an indication that this is possible with a lot of with a big glimmer of hope in the future, because if you look at this year's calendar... We go from Yuntif into Shabbos, three-day Yuntif in Chutzlaretz. If you look at next year's calendar, it is exactly the opposite. We go from Shabbos into Yuntif, a three-day Yuntif. So we're hoping and praying that when we get to next year, it is the exact opposite situation that we are in right now. Or maybe it'll be a two-day Yuntif because by then we'll all be in Eretz Israel and we'll have the Gula. Amen to that. And, and, I thought uh, you were advocating for a two-day Yuntif. Here, I got excited <laughs> there for a moment. <laughs> Hey, how about there are so many changes and so many coolers and and things that you know restrictions that are lifted for one year? People should remember this is not for every year that uh, you know from lifting the things on Tavilas Kalim and from having to take new dishes to the mikvah. All these things that um, have been lifted this year should be reminded. But also, I think maybe people will appreciate their families, the things that we take for granted, all the ability to interact, to see our children, and, and to be close to friends. That and, and I think another thing is that a lot of families, including mine, who haven't made Pesach at home in many, many years, are learning how to do it again. And it's, um, 
So is it a reward in of itself too? Yeah, no question about it. Uh, we will speak, please, God, next week. Have a wonderful Shabbos, and uh, thank you very much. Malcolm Holmline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Joins us Fridays for the weekly update here at JM in the AM. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dogs, Sausages, and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H Today, this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah, uh, spiritual leader emeritus, Congregation Shomri Torah, Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. And today, we will dedicate Rabbi Yudin's Divrei Torah for a refuah shleim of Aaron Eliyahu ben Leah, Aaron Eliyahu ben Leah, Moshe ben Chaya, Moshe ben Chaya, and Rifka bas Rachaleah, Rifka bas Rachaleah, in addition to the thousands of people who are in need of a speedy recovery at this time. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. I hope everybody is well and everybody is doing their best, as we'll talk about, to be especially cautious and fulfill which we find in Parshas for Eschanan, that there literally is a biblical command to take care of your body, which, remember, is on loan to us by and from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This week we begin the book of Ayikra. Parshas Vayikra, according to the Chinuch, contains 11 positive mitzvos and 5 restrictions. 16 mitzvos, and we begin the book of Torah's Kohanim, the book of Korbanos. In this week's parasha of Vayikra, we are introduced to the Korban Ola, the burnt offering, the Korban Mincha, a gift offering of flour, F-L-O-U-R, the Korban Shlamim, the korban which is enjoyed by the one who's bringing it, man or woman, their family, the kohanim, all eating it within the confines of Yerushalayim, if they're all in a state of tahara purity. And finally, the korban chatos, the sin offering, which is the last of the korbanos, found in this week's parsha. There's so much to say, but I'd like to try to uh, focus on a little bit of always deriving encouragement from the parsha and helping us in the times in which we're living. So, let's begin with the very first word of Vayikra which we know, Rashi tells us, is a Lashon Chiba, is a Lashon of endearment. Vayikra el Moshe, God gave, called Moshe, and gave him these mitzvos in an environment of endearment. We have not had a Beis HaMikdash for almost 2,000 years. Bimheira, Ibone HaMikdash. We pray very, very soon. Very, very quickly. 
we will have the third base Hamikdash. We will once again have that Korban Pesach. And understand that while we can't understand these laws of Korbanos, as the Rambam writes at the very end of Hilchos Me'ilah, that Korbanos fall into the halachic category of Chukim, a law which man with his limited intelligence cannot understand, but we believe that there is a Seichel Eloki, a higher order of law, Torah, and we know that this is God's desire, we study it, and we ask that our studying should be looked upon as if we actually did it, and tomorrow, when unfortunately we're not going to be in the synagogues and hearing it in shul, take out the Chumash after you finish Shacharis and read together the Parsha. Stop after each Aliyah and discuss with one another what you can glean. Take a Chumash with commentary. Whatever you're comfortable with in any language, there's so much Baruch Hashem available. So, take a look, my friends. Everybody knows that the first word of the book, Vayikra, the Aleph, the last letter, is Zeira. It is written small. And the question is, why? So, I quote from the Baal HaTurim. He says, Moshe was great, but exceedingly modest. And therefore, he only wanted to write the word Vav Yud Kufresh, Vayikar, which means, it just so happens, God spoke to him, but like, you know, by chance, God spoke to Moshe. As indeed, we find by Bilam. In Bamidbar, chapter 23, Pasuk 4, as if it was, and there it was, truly Bamikra. However, God said to him, Moshe, write it with an olive. And Moshe, based upon his rove anova, his great humility, wrote it, but he wrote it smaller to try to convey that, hmm, I'm not really so worthy of it. There is so much that we can learn from our Torah, and indeed from every letter. Moshe was most humble. Our being quarantined, each and every one of us, we are, to a great extent, Bodod Yeshev, like we have in the beginning of Eicha, literally confined to being alone. And when we are alone, we have an opportunity to reflect. And I'd like to suggest, first of all, I want everybody to know, I'm not talking to you. I'm letting you listen. I'm talking to myself. I'm beginning with the Bach in his commentary by Hanukkah. And he asks, 
Why did we lose the Beis Hamikdash midway during the time of the second Beis Hamikdash? And he answers by saying, "Hisrashlu ba'avoda," because they were weak in their appreciation of the Beis Hamikdash. They took it for granted. It was home-drawn, second nature, nothing to get excited about. And because of that, you don't appreciate it, you don't use it, you lose it. That's the Bach. How did you get it back, the Jewish people? He speaks about Mesiras Nefesh. I know it's almost Pesach, but let's get back to Hanukkah. Come on. They could have used impure oil, because Tuma Hutrabit Sibur. They said, no, we're going to work and work and try and try until they found that one Pach of Shemen, which was pure. Ah, Hashem said, you're going out of your way. You're showing it serious. You're showing it means a lot to you. I'll reciprocate in kind. We find in the 23rd Psalm, Hashem Tzilcha, God is your shadow. The way we act, that's the way that He acts with us. And so, if unfortunately we are so strictly quarantined that even if you meet somebody in the street, you are to be properly distance from that person what is the idea perhaps communicating to each and every one of us that we didn't appreciate the next one you don't appreciate him you're being separated from him one of the 48 ways the Torah is acquired is no say but all in Chavero a person has to be there to literally Lend your shoulder to the next one. To be there, to genuinely feel for the next one. What is Kamocha besides a nice song that the children sing? What a difficult mitzvah. But you know what it is? It is to stop and try to the best of your ability. Before you go into a shiva home, to stop and say, Imo Anochi Mitzorah, and to literally focus on this person and just be there for him. And the other way, thank God, when you're invited to a wedding and we're all going to go to please God many more weddings after this is over, we're going to give it our all. And we're not going to say, well, I'm not so friendly, I'm going to sit by the table and I'm from and I'm going to learn my dafyomi. No, I'm going to get up and dance because I'm going to put myself in his situation. That's what I'm going to do a little bit more. And these times give us that opportunity to even generate chesed from our home. We can generate chesed from our home simply by using the telephone. Hi, I'm thinking of you. How are you? How are you feeling? Stay well. Be good, etc. And if you are indeed going shopping, if you can go shopping, once again, pick up the phone and bring it to someone. Leave it by their door. But the idea is they can't go, you can go for them. This generates 
this kind of opportunity for us. And let's understand something. I'm going to share with you a very, well, telling piece of Gemara, because everything is found within our Torah, the written Torah, the oral Torah, the Gemara in Bavakama, 60b, at the top. So the Gemara says as follows, and this is third line down, Tanarabanan, Dever Bo'ir, if there's a plague in the city, Kanes Raglafa, what does that mean? Basically, you are to take your feet and go inside. And listen carefully. Protect yourself from the plague that's outside. And the first verse that the Gemara quotes is in conjunction with the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Shenemar, as it says in Parshas Bo, easy to remember, 1222, chapter 12, Pasa 22, Viatim. And we're going to read this in Shul. I pray we're going to be in Shul. And if not, we're going to read it at home. The first Aliyah, on the first day of Pesach, we're going to read that the Torah says, Viatem, lo seitzu, you're not to leave, ish mi Pesach beso ad boker. You're not to leave, listen carefully now, the entrance of your house until the morning. They were quarantined on the night of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Now, I'm going to quote an incredible source. And I want everybody to listen carefully. Anima min bemuno shlema. There are 13 of these basic principles of our faith. Some are more familiar than others. Probably the most familiar than all of them happens to be the 12th. And that is Anima Min Bemuno Shlema, I believe, with complete and perfect faith, that there will be a Mashiach. And even though he will tarry and delay, still, I wait for him each and every day. I await Mashiach, that he is coming. Atat, he's coming. I am simply sharing with you. I don't know when. I hope like all of us today. I hope like all of us tomorrow. But I am going to share with you just that we clearly are living in special times. Nobody but Hashem could shut down the entire world at one time. Unbelievable. Could you see the corona? No. I can't see it. It's not there. You would be a fool if you said that. So the same way that you can't see the corona and it's there, you can't see Hashem, but He's there. No question. And the next thing is remember, whatever He, capital H, does is for the good. That we can't see the good now, understandable. But we will appreciate it. Now, I'm going to give you the exact source. Chapter 12, Pusik 8, and the Balaturim. The Balaturim is commenting on the Pusuk 
which tells us how you were to eat, how we did eat the first Karban Pesach, and how we will eat in the future the Karban Pesach. The Torah says you are to eat the basar, or the meat of the, of the Karban Pesach, on this night, tzliyesh, roasted over the fire. You can't eat it potted with water. Umatzos, together with matzos, almarorim yochluhu. Together with matzah and moror, you shall eat it. Those who know the Balaturim, know his style. He, with an incredible memory and knowledge of the entire Tanakh at his fingertips, he most often <clears throat> will tell you when a word where it's found, and how many other times it's found. He did this 800 years ago without a concordance in the Tanakh. So he tells you that the last word on this Pasuk, Yochluhu, that we're going to, they ate and will eat the Karban Pesach. So he says that word is found four times in our tradition. Twice in conjunction with Pesach here, and so too, as we will recite in the Haggadah, quoting from Baaloscha, where the Torah says that Almatzos Umrorim Yochluhu, two times, and the rest, he says, you find it in Parshas Vayikra, at the end of Parshas Tzav, which we're going to read next Shabbos Amir Tzashem, in conjunction with the Miluim, which was the uh, command, the orientation, inauguration, that Aaron and his sons, a week before the Mishkan was dedicated. It was dedicated on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, just two days ago. On, no, just yesterday. Thursday was Rosh Chodesh, yesterday. Now watch. The Torah says over there that the special korbanos of the inauguration was to be eaten by Aaron and his sons who were quarantined. They were, as the Pasuk says over there, Umi Pesach Oel Moed Lo Shivas Yomim. For seven days, they couldn't go out. There's something about redemption and being quarantined. In Egypt, we were redeemed and quarantined that night. My friends, listen to his golden words. De Iskish, there is an equation. With the last time, the word Yochlu, which is found in the Navi Yeshaya, 62, Pasuk 9, and he says that there's an equation between the last Geula, the one that we are waiting for, and it's coming, coming, coming. There's an equation between our redemption, the Geula Rishona, to the first redemption in Egypt. And just as the first redemption in Egypt, we were quarantined, so too, I pray, that our experiencing this, which is so spectacular, extraordinary, something the world has not seen before. I am saying this not to, God forbid, 
arouse any false expectations, but just to realize that we are living in special times. And we hope and pray that Zol Shoin Zain Digaula. We've been praying for a long time, and we hope and pray that it's coming soon. Now watch. We are with our families, and we have a responsibility to make our family, to make our bias, a term that's repeated again and again regarding our exodus in Egypt, that we had to fortify the home. We have to make our home worthy of its protection. I want to point out an interesting verse. I'm sorry if I'm going a little bit too long. I have just so much on my mind. If you take out your Chumash and look in Shmos, chapter 4, Pasuk 20, come on, how many extra words in the Torah? So the Torah tells us that Moshe took his wife and his sons, Vayar Kivim al Hachamor, and literally he put them on the donkey, because after all, Vayoshev Artsom Mitzrayimba. So in case you want to know how did Moshe get to Egypt to go and liberate the Jewish people, he didn't take the train and he didn't go, you know, by uh, a car. He didn't go by an airplane. He took a chamor. What does Rashi say? Says Rashi, ha-chamor, the chamor ha-miyuchad, the specific special donkey. This is the same Chamor Shechovash Avram that Avraham literally saddled Lakidas Yitzchok and Avram was rode on that Chamor showing his complete and total dedication to Yitzchok. And that's the same Chamor Sheosid Melech HaMoshiach that the Melech HaMoshiach in the future Lehigoles Olav will be redeemed. The Golos love he'll be redeemed upon it. Shenemar, and he quotes the verse from Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, al Chamor. Moshe Rabbeinu, is it, who is known as just that, Moshe our teacher. Moshe was a king. Moshe was the one who spoke to Paro. Moshe was the one who taught us the rest of the Ten Commandments after the first two. And here we see Moshe as a father. Moshe, literally, with his children and his wife, going down to Egypt, the family unit. So, so important. I just want to close for today and share with some that because of this corona might be literally alone for their Pesach Seder. And should anybody say to themselves, how can I do it? It's impossible. And I'm going to tell you, not only does the Mishnah and Psachim tell us that if one has children, the children ask. If one does not have children or the children are too young, or they're out of the house, or the children can't come, his wife. And if he is alone, that's what the Mishnah says, if he is alone, such as we are so many today, 
that so many, so many of us, like myself and so many others listening, wish, I wish, I wish, I could invite my neighbors, all those individuals that are alone, I wish I could invite them, and I can't because of their health and my health. So listen carefully. Shoel Atzmo, you ask the Manishtana to yourself. But I believe that we have to focus on one very important point. Tell me what Pesach is all about. Pesach is all about two words. Hakoras Hatov. To recognize the good. The good that Hashem did for us by taking us out of Egypt. And what's the whole Haggadah? Thank you Hashem. Hakoras Hatov. In order for us to go and get through a Seder by ourselves, we have to appreciate what we have. We have Briyas HaGuf if we're healthy. Thank you, Hashem, even if I am by myself. Briyas HaNefesh, I have tranquility. I'm calm. Kam ki elech begeit even though this is very, very challenging times. Lo irara ki ato imadi, I have emun, I have bitachon. We have to focus on what we have. We have Pokeh Ivrim. Every morning he opens up our eyes. Every morning Mabisha Rumim. Every morning Matira Surim. Every morning Rokal Earth Salamoyim. I'm able to walk. I'm able to get out of bed. I'm able. I'm able. I'm able. Don't focus on what we don't have. Focus on what we do have. That has to be our emphasis. Is it hard? You bet it's hard. Listen, and I close with this. The Ovost Reb Nasan, in chapter 3, paragraph 6, says as follows. Yofeh pem pa'am achas b'tza'ar mimeya po'amim shalo b'tza'ar A mitzvah, an act that you do under challenging conditions is worth a hundredfold than mitzvos that you have done under less stressful conditions. This year, it's very hard on so many levels for so many people. You can do it. That's the message. You can do it. Hashem doesn't ask of us what we cannot do. That's the message of the Akedah. You can do it. And therefore, I say to each and every one of us, we're starting by Yikra. Hashem is calling each and every one of us. It's a Lashon Chiba. It's a Lashon of love. And He loves each and every one of us. And we have to, in turn, respond by appreciating more. I'm missing my friends, I'm missing my tzibur, I'm going to be a better friend, I'm going to be a better tzibur person, I'm going to be there for the community, I learn from Corona, and please God, we pray halavai even this year still, but certainly next year, we should be privileged to not only eat matzah, which we can do by ourselves. You can get the biblical mitzvah of matzah, of eating it by yourself. But the Korban Pesach, that requires a chabura, that requires the group, that requires everybody together. And please God,
we're going to get through this Pesach, and next year, it will truly be, we believe, L'Shona Haba, B'Yerushalayim, Habenuya, Shabbat Shalom. And as I keep saying, the, uh, if you look at the calendar, we're hoping that next Pesach is the exact opposite of this Pesach. On the calendar, it is. This year we go from Yontif into Shabbos. Next year we go from Shabbos into Yontif. Just like the calendar is completely the opposite next year, let's hope Pesach is completely the opposite next year. And a big thank you to Rabbi Yudin, of course. Let's get right into it with Robert Katz, Chief Development Officer at Ohel, and Dr. Norman Blumenthal, who is the uh, Zachter Family Chair in Trauma and Crisis Counseling at Ohel, and many other distinctions as well. But we want to get right into the conversation. Dr. Blumenthal, we'll start with you. What were you thinking in terms of the community's ability to do so, and Rabbi Yudin said, we must concentrate on what we have and not what we don't have. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, what this is bringing out is everybody's strengths as well as everybody's weaknesses. Uh, what we were before, we're all the more so right now. And we're going to thrive and survive uh, by our connections and our reaching out to one another and taking care of one another. Um, you are concerned, and many are turning to you, to deal with the typical, and unfortunately these are typical, situations when it comes to families and individuals, most notably, of course, people who are in one environment, the apartment, the home, for an extended period of time. It's something that, that, that almost everybody's going through, obviously. And I know you're dealing with that, but, but I'm sure you're giving special attention and have even greater concern for those who have pre-existing conditions, those who have had mental health issues, those for whom real anxiety and depression, and I mean with a capital A and a capital D, um, could, God forbid, you know, cause them to take a terrible uh, turn. Uh, what would you say in terms of trying to deal with those situations? Well, there's those situations as well as some pre-existing interpersonal situations, some not a, a highly, uh, let's say, charged or abusive, but tensions that may have existed within families that were manageable but now become exacerbated by being cooped up together. Right. What we're recommending from the calls we're getting is that this is not a time to try to cure these matters, although we can. But we're right now in a crisis situation. You know, we're sort of shipwrecked right now. And so we're trying just to manage and survive. And we're actually telling people to do what they can to minimize the problems for now, manage them. And once this is over, God willing, very soon, we can address them more in a curative fashion. Do you get an idea? Can you take the temperature of the community? Can you say to us that people you advised and were you know, following up with very closely 10 days ago, for instance, you know now for a fact that they are able to do better, that they are incorporating some of these suggestions and coping to the degree that you hope? Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm actually amazed at some of the coping. And I have to say also, communally, I think that we're, we're taking the most advantage of the technology that, thank God, we have to connect. I'll say one more thing that I find really enheartening and, and, and amazing is the humor. It's been good humor. It hasn't been painful humor, not, not at the expense of anyone else. And humor is important during a time like this. And I've been actually very pleased with our ability to even use that as a coping mechanism. Wow. Uh, Dr. Norman Blumenthal, Robert Katz, both with us. Uh, you know Dr. Blumenthal's credentials, and we, of course, know that Robert's Chief Development Officer at OHEL. Robert, um, I can only imagine, I said this earlier in the show when speaking about the fact that you'd be on, 
I can only imagine how much work Ohel is doing, how, how much, and I'm not talking financially here, just how they've spread themselves thin in terms of staff and volunteers. What are you seeing from where you sit at Ohel? Nahum, uh, we, are, we are spread quite thin, and we are working long, long hours, but it was a great privilege to follow Rabbi Yudin and his amazing words. As he said, you can do it. And as we say, this Ohel, this tent doesn't fold. Um, <laughs> parenthetically, I'm wearing my old Jimmy Valvano T-shirt where he said, never give up, never, ever give up. So um, you can appreciate that, and a lot of our listeners can appreciate oh, yeah. that. Really? In terms of our clients, Nahum, they are not going to their biological homes for Pesach. They are staying at Ohel for the first time. Nearly 600 residents in nearly 50 locations will be fed by Ohel for Pesach. 21 women and children in domestic violence shelters will be more isolated than ever before. They cannot leave for Pesach. We have to thank Michael Schick, caterers, profusely for the chesed he is doing for us and the work he is doing for us in this initiative. We have 1,300 staff. The superheroes are the daily service providers, DSPs, and residence managers. They're showing up to work, to work with other people's children, and to live with other people's children under these circumstances. It is incredible. You know, Rabbi Yudin spoke about the senior citizens. You know, survivors, Nahum, lockdowns trigger them. I know this from my own mother. She should live and be well. You're in a lockdown. You're triggered as a Holocaust survivor, right, Dr. Blumenthal? Yes, Um, absolutely. So many are totally alone. We have made 1,600 calls, personal calls to to, to senior citizens around the tri-state area, checking in on them, um, teaching them technology. It is so urgent in these days. Urgent, urgent, urgent to teach them technology. You know, there was a session that Dr. Blumenthal gave together with, the, uh, with, with our colleagues at the OU and, and surrounding three words, COVID, COVID, and COVID. The COVID we give to our elderly, the COVID, the, 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 the burden, the, 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 the weight that it carries, and of course related to, to, to COVID-19. And actually on, on your show, I just you know, want to announce to everyone that we have a campaign that we've started called Partners in Resilience and that we all have to be partners in resilience. And rather than dealing with all the items that are just floating around us and being sent to us by email and all the webinars and seminars that everyone is putting out there, we have created a new website, ohelfamily.org backslash COVID-19. It is a new website, simple, clear, chock full of resources, with categories specific to specific groups, specific support groups for men with shalom bias issues, um, for people who are huggers, who can't give hugs, um, for, for all kinds of things, and videos by, by Dr. Blumenthal. And we're introducing for the first time on ohelfamily.org slash COVID-19 a new concept called TheraZoom, where we will be giving 15 minutes Four hours a day, eight staff members staffing cl- a virtual clinic open four hours a day from 10 to noon and from 8 to 10 p.m., where there will even be virtual waiting rooms 
where you wait your turn, you sign up, and when it's your turn, you come into the virtual waiting room and you meet with one of our clinicians face-to-face and think of it as a 15-minute mental health spa. Think of it as a 15-minute session where you just get to talk to someone face-to-face and, and, and get the support, get the, ask the quick questions that you need ask, and then it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, a new concept in a new age, in a new time. It's called OHELS. Zoom, and we're going to begin to be deploying it next week, early next week. So the website is ohillfamily.org slash COVID-19. And thanks to David Mandel and our co-presidents, Mel Zachter and Jay Kestenbaum, they should be well. Um, the team is working overtime. And, and, and as Rabbi Yudin said, the family unit is so, so important, and we are doing everything we can to keep the family unit going. Um, Thanks for the opportunity. Ohelfamily.org slash COVID-19. Unfortunately, we all know how to spell that. Ohelfamily.org slash COVID-19. Dr. Blumenthal, last question may sound crazy, but based on what Robert just told us and the news that he just broke about these important uh, therapy sessions, I think we can call them, um, would it be possible for families to gather around the computer and speak to a therapist directly, or is this uh, reserved specifically for one-on-one encounters? is for anybody who needs any kind of assistance under any kind of format. So we're, we're not, we're being as flexible as we possibly can, but we would have to commend also the tech team who helped put oh, this yeah. together, oh, literally yeah. like being in an office. I want to just make one more commendation. I want to thank you, Nachum, because in this time when we're so isolated, to have a unifying voice like yours and that help us feel connected to the community is always important, but all the more important now. And I want to thank you personally on behalf of the all the listeners for what you're doing. I appreciate that very much. And, amen, amen. And I know this is not, especially with the way the clock looks to me right now, this is not the time for me to get philosophical. But Dr. Blumenthal, maybe you have a very short answer to the question of why so many staff members would put themselves in potentially dangerous situations to care for the children and the clients that Robert just described? What motivates our people to be there for others, even when it's such dire circumstances? I just think it's in our DNA, and uh, we're, we're one people, and we're connected people. It's our legacy. And it's also, I have to say that, and that's important maybe to say to everybody, there's nothing more enriching, there's nothing that fills you more than giving to other people. Um, it's our legacy. What an amazing quote. Thank you to Dr. Blumenthal and Shabbat Shalom. And thank you to Robert Katz and Shabbat Shalom. The announcement of the morning, um, starting Monday, you're going to have an opportunity to literally take advantage of OHEL's, uh, incredible staff, uh, wonderful professionals, no matter where you are, <laughs> even if you're in a home, uh, in your own home, uh, miles and miles away, ohelfamily.org slash COVID-19. You can go there for all the updates and the uh, information about how to uh, proceed, ohelfamily.org slash COVID-19. As I said, it's a shame, but all of us know how to spell it at this point. Achenu Yisrael and Achim Machem, our brothers and sisters in Israel. Oh, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> we, can't, we can't do that yet. We can't possibly allow this uh, JM in the AM week to end without its time to say good job. It's journeys at JM in the AM.
As I hear that song on this Erev Shabbos, the only thought going through my head is I miss my shul. I miss my shul. And I would bet many people listening would say the same thing. Achenu Bishrael and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and, one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Naomi Nachman is next. Table for two. Big thank you to uh, to all of our guests. Uh, don't forget that Matis has JM Sunday, Sunday morning. Connie Messinger, occupational therapist and life coach. She's a meditation educator. She'll share ideas and techniques to help us get through these unusual and difficult times. Connie Messinger, Sunday morning on JM Sunday. 
Mark Zamek coming up with the uh, Erev Shabbos show right after Naomi. Thank you to our friends at Kedem for sponsoring the show and sponsoring our Erev Shabbos music mix. And to a listener, Sina, and Mr. Listener, Sina, I apologize. I meant to get to the big Mazel Tov announcement that you sent me. Can it wait till Monday? I hope. I apologize. Have a fabulous Shabbos, wonderful weekend, everybody. <laughs> and until Monday morning, 6 a.m., Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future. Yeah.